when the shows I've started getting back into again, now that it's back on Netflix, since I don't have Hulu, is Community. If you're unaware of it, it's a great show. Uh, ran for six seasons. And the joke from the series is six seasons of the movie, which, coincidentally, seems like it might be happening for a movie. <laughs> but anyways, in the show, there's this concept of the darkest timeline. And as I've been watching the show again, you know, kind of just in the background while I've been working, I've had the thought, you know, I would almost rather be in the darkest timeline. Because right now, honestly, I think we're in the dumbest timeline. So for those of you who haven't seen Community, what it is is a bunch of people at a community college who become essentially a family. And in one of the episodes, they're having a, a party in Troy and Abbott's apartment. And they have ordered pizza. And in order to determine who goes down and gets the pizza when the person, you know, the doorbell rang, is one of the characters, Jeff Winger, rolls a die, a six-sided die. There's seven people in the group, by the way. Uh, and anyway, they're going around and... Uh, Every number is represented. One through six is represented, and you know, in a random order. And they show what happens when that person goes down and gets the pizza. And in in this episode, Abba goes, "You know, you're creating multiple timelines now." And they actually show like a little board. Uh, every time the d die is rolled, the die pops up. The number goes down. Blah 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 blah. You know, and that's when the different scenarios happen. Well, out of this came the concept in Community, and they actually used it in uh, later episodes of The Darkest Timeline. The Darkest Timeline is where things went so horribly bad during that dinner party that it caused, you know, the characters to transform from how we know them in the show to essentially evil versions of themselves. And it, it worked to great effect. But that's what got me thinking. We have to be in the dumbest timeline right now, hear me out. When I say we're in the dumbest timeline, I'm not talking about the fact that we have people protesting for, you know, things that and grievances that they have had for the longest time. And they're for the most part, now I, I'm saying this saying this right here, for the most part peacefully. However, there are uh instigators causing issues. Uh those who are coming in purposefully to cause damage. And make it look like the other riots are tied to them. Now, or protests are tied to them as riots. Let me phrase that right. Now, some of these are and have been damaging to property. So, we have the whole spectrum across the board. But that being said, people do have a First Amendment right to gather peacefully. So, if they want to protest, I will support it fully. I'm, when I say we're in the dumbest timeline, I'm not talking about the virus currently ravaging the world, coronavirus, and the restrictions going in around it. When I say the dumbest timeline, what I'm talking about is people wanting to make permanent long-term changes based on immediate short-term emotional temper tantrums. Okay, so what do I mean by that? So over in New York, you have Cuomo. You know, everyone loves Cuomo. And recently he was on Twitter and he retweeted a picture and said, don't make me come down there. 
and the picture was essentially of people out on the streets just enjoying the city enjoying the weather out by bars and restaurants and what this is in reference to is earlier in the year cuomo literally went down with the police officers to where a bunch of people were gathered together to disperse them you know he has nothing else to do so he goes and does that to personally oversee the spreading of people so him tweeting don't make me come down there was essentially a threat harking back to this at the same time what's happening is we have health officials and cuomo and others saying protests are essential health activities and these protests again allowed on the first amendment right and i have no problem with that but our inconsistencies in how we apply things whether they're politically expedient or not is what's kind of dumb you know we're in the dumbest timeline and then we have communities calling for Defunding and dismantling of police departments. Now, I have seen people go over on and on and on and on and on and on ad nauseum saying, oh, just because we're saying uh, defund the police doesn't mean we won't get rid of them. Listen to the people the, that started this whole thing. The people from Minneapolis, the aldermen in that, that want to get rid of their police department. They were interviewed by CNN and they were asked, what are you essentially looking for? And they're, they're, they said, you know, it's going to take a little while because they got to figure out what the new thing to replace the police is going to look like in the community. But they want to get rid of the police department. They, and now to be fair, they want to divert some funds from, you know, the police. I've heard that over here in uh, where I live, Milwaukee, where they want to take some of the funds that the police have and give them to like mental health services. Okay, fine. You, you want to make a case for that? I'm willing to listen to that. That's, you know, moving some funds around to get things done. Cool. But getting rid of the police department? You look over at Chaz in Seattle. And in their written demands that they gave the mayor, they had two particular things in there. One, get rid of the police department completely. Get rid of all police. And the next being, get rid of the court system. They wanted the court system completely abolished. Okay. You want to continue saying, oh, but they, they don't really mean to get rid of the police department. The mayor of Minneapolis. So we're going back to Minneapolis because Minneapolis is kind of where this whole thing started. The protesters were out and the mayor was there trying, you know, trying to do the right thing, I guess. You know, he was listening to his constituents he was talking to them he was there at the protest he was wanting to see justice as well beautiful and the protesters essentially put him on the spot and said do you support getting rid of the police department and just to make it 100 percent clear because everyone's going oh no we just want to move funds around they go i don't want to see a police officer in my neighborhood again That's not moving funds around. That's getting rid of police 100%. And the mayor couldn't commit to that. So since the mayor can commit to that, they essentially booed him out of the protest. I kind of feel sorry for the guy. He was standing up for what he believed in. 
He was saying not what was politically expedient at the time, because saying what would have been polit politically expedient would have been, yeah, get rid of the police. He said, no, I'm, I can't commit to that. I'm not going to commit to that, and I don't believe in that. And he got booed out. So we're taking immediate hurts, immediate wounds, applying our emotion, and saying, I want to make these drastic sweeping changes. No. See, here's the thing about being an adult, and something I've learned. You don't deny your emotions. Your emotions are there. We're not robots. We're human. We have them. They're going to impact how, what we do, how we feel, you know, what we think, what our actions are. There's no denying that. I've seen people online say, well, the, the, these riots and destruction of property is like when I get angry and throw paper and cuss and throw my phone across the room and Yeah, people do randomly have strong outbursts of emotion. But we should not make life-altering decisions based on that. When I was in when I was in inpatient and outpatient therapy, I was considering uh, moving from my apartment. And one of the things that I was told was that when you are going through an emotional situation, when you're going through something where you have to heal, when you are going through something traumatic, you don't make drastic changes. You don't make big swathing changes in your life because part of that might be you're just running on emotion. You're wanting to make a change for the sake of making a change. Sometimes what you need to do is let that pain simmer and dwell for a little bit while you attack it logically. I'm not saying that's denying your emotions, but instead what that is, is that's looking at your emotions, looking at what it's causing you pain and hurt and approaching it and saying, what's the root core of this? And now maybe after we get there, you know, these same people will still be on the same thing. Okay, then let's have that conversation. But to say we are outraged by these injustices. And I, I don't think you will find one person who will disagree about what happened to George Floyd being an injustice. I honestly don't think you will. Everyone was pretty angry and upset about that. But you can't. You can't let emotion be the driver behind change. Maybe let it be the catalyst. Start the process. But once it has started, we need to pull back and look at things logically. We need to have things planned out before we make any changes. Because if we become a country, if we become a people, if we become a culture that is ruled solely by our emotions, we will not survive. 
Because what our emotions tell us we should do will change daily, weekly, hourly. One day we're doing the right thing according to our emotions and the next day we will not be. Our emotions can change. Facts don't. And what the rest of the country feels is right if they make it feel right based on emotions alone. That can change. And you righteous warrior today who is on the front line being praised by every media outlet available, today will be seen as the hero that our generation needs. And tomorrow, if we're basing everything based on emotion, you'll be the most evil, vile scum. I say we're in the dumbest timeline. We're not letting, we're not letting ourselves be led properly. They're going through things logically. Through stepping back and letting, stopping from having those temper tantrums, even though we want to have them. And those temper tantrums, not saying you're, you're throwing yourself down on the street and crying and throwing a, a fit, but I'm saying you're going, defund this, defund that, defund this. Okay, you want to do that, step back. Build a logical case for it, and then we can have that conversation. Because when emotion is the ruling factor behind any society, you're going to have a society that stands for absolutely nothing. Other than the latest thing for us to chase. in the Eventually, like a bunch of lemmings, we're just going to go right off the cliff.